Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to a new podcast. Uh, today, I am with my friend, good friend, Josh. Say hi, Josh. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Josh from Headletter Fountain Designs. Yeah. That's the plug, man. So he, he has, um, he, right now, he's working. Uh, where do you work, Josh? Let's just say I work in Hollywood space. Yes. And product user experience user interface design. Yes, which is what UX UI pretty much is. And that's that's what this episode really is about. We're, we're like, uh, I'm just going to ask him some questions regarding it. Um, because it seems like a very new uh, industry. Um, so we'll just get started. So Josh, first question. Can you tell us uh, about the, your background and how you got started in UX UI design? User experience, user, user experience, user inter- interface design was a really young concept in basically the tech space where it actually bloomed. Uh, I was first a graphic designer and I started with graphic design because just for me it's the easiest way to go uh, if you start in the art field. And since graphic design also works with psychology, which is one of my other specialties, you know, playing around with how people think and, you know, sucking them into the space of your own design. And, you know, that's that's how I actually started. I was a graphic designer for one of the NBC shows called World of Dance. And I did social media design for them for a good time, two, three years, I would say. Then from there, um, I got really bored because I just think that it, social media can be done by other people beside me and I can put my skills somewhere else. That's why I started you know, looking for spaces where I can be creative as well as manip- manipulate people's brains. I know it sounds dark, but that's what I'm specializing in, manipulating people them doing whatever I want them to do. Awesome. And from there, I started designing apps. And I've been doing it for two years now. And I sold three of my apps overseas, which is uh, a menu app, a language learning app, and a basically it's a group collection app oh yeah, yeah that one yeah, and people that. can aggregate to one space and you know it's like an uber for people but that's it then from there i got hired to this multi-billion company and that's where i am right now that's awesome. in hollywood space that's awesome man so when, when are you gonna get me into the next marvel movie bro marvel that is <laughs> that, that is a tricky question mate i know it's hard it's yeah, very yes, hard yes 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 but there is one thing that is set in stone if you are you know if you're you're working for a goal and you know it's actually there's a there's hard evidence that you're actually working hard then it's not impossible to be working in the Marvel that's true that's true thank you man um yeah my campaign I have a campaign for that. that that's for next time what are some key still skills that you think are essential for a successful UX UI designer? Well, all UX UI designers should have these skills. 
and it's inevitable that you will come across these skills if you work in the design space and one of the things is knowing the design uh, design thinking design thinking is knowing the pain point planning around the pain point try iterating around the pain i mean you know yeah. after planning you have to create a concept a design to help that pain point uh-huh. um experimenting you know testing your design and keep iterating with, on that design until you can get uh you know an mvp uh, which is called the minimum viable product mm-hmm. and after that you can release it to the world then once you release it to the world you'll get feedbacks oh this and that and you know you can test those iterating and it, it's an overarching concept in design which is called the design thinking yeah that is one okay second thing is presentation skills mm-hmm. if you are not able to talk in front of people just don't do ux ui design because UX UI design is based off present, presenting your work in front of a lot of people and convincing them that your, your product actually works. Okay. And number three, it's called, um, basic, it's basically co- coercion. Yeah. It writes off my second concept of, you know, presentation coercion and, you know, um, uh, working around the psychology of other people, how they think, empathizing, basically. If you don't have empathy, you are not able to discern other people's thinking. You yeah. are not able to feel what they feel like. And empathy is one of the most key... It's, it's the key concept in UX UI design. That's why it's made. You need to empathize with people. Oh. And you have to disregard what you feel because you are not the customer. You are the designer. Yeah. So, in ter- like, this is actually, like, off the script, but um, in terms of, like, 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 like psychology... Like, how did you come to find, like, all that, like, that information, like, the little, like, through experience? Or is it, like, you did some research? Like, was okay. there a book? So, for basic psychology, basic psychology is everywhere, you know? Everyone has experiences of this and that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's one, that's one way to think about psychology. Yeah. But second thing, there, there are, like, there are um, data-driven psych- psychology stuff, which is, yeah. like, backed by, you know, scientific data. Yeah. Which are usually in books and scientific journals. I recommend people to start reading scientific journals because usually social media and whatever you see are just fluff information that people keep pushing without data-driven ideas. Yeah. And if a data if a, an idea is not data-driven, it is an opinion. It's it's not facts. It's not facts. Yeah. And design is based on facts. It's not art. Art is fluid. Art is has emotion yeah but design doesn't have emotion it doesn't have feeling it only has data it's art um backed up by data so if, if i'm answering your question yeah yeah correctly i psychology i learned it of course from personal experience like talking with other people pushing their boundaries pushing them to the corner and checking how they and you know, how would they react i do that a lot it, it sounds bad but that's I mean that's how my brain works and secondly is I'm reading a lot of books and maybe I cannot recommend a book right now but scientific journals especially if you're in high school or in college you have free access to those journals you guys can just google it all right for sure for sure I'll probably go do that tonight (laughs) how how do you approach new design like a new design project and like what are the steps steps you do to take to ensure that you're meeting those needs of the users um, well, first things first, 
let's establish this. Um, let's we're let's just say we are designing from scratch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, let's go back to design thinking to the you know my, the the three things that I said that I, any UX UI designer needs. Yeah. Um, design thinking. Um, look for a pain point. Mm-hmm. Uh, pain points are things that humans are having a hard time. You know, uh, grasping or not grasping, but let's say uh, a person with a wheelchair cannot climb up the stairs. Yeah, that's one pain point for dis- disabled people. What was the solution made for those on the wheelchair? Let let's come up. Let's come. Uh, let's start from there. Yeah, and let's just say there's no solution for the wheelchair people first. Yeah. how can a wheelchair a person that had um. Uh, how do you say ride? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, yeah, you, yeah. Go yeah. up the stairs on an establishment. That's the pain pain point that we're gonna get up to. Um, Now we're gonna start making ideas. Um, but uh, there's a thing called Crazy Eights. Okay. In uh, Coursera, uh, Coursera is a three month free program. Okay. In UX UI, ideas, ideas, ideas. You know that. Awesome. If you're starting off. They have a three-month program. If you can finish it whenever you want, okay. And that's that's one thing to bolster your own resume too. But anyway, okay. There's something called crazy eights. You can just write eight crazy ideas in quick fashion because it, your brain works quickly. And the the more time you you keep your brain thinking in one thing, it's gonna tire out. Okay. So it's much better to squeeze all the ideas all in one go. Rather than letting it steep in your brain, and it doesn't usually, you know, happen in that one burst. But you know, let's just say, do eight ideas, rest up a little bit, put on the side another eight ideas. Then, like scientists, you know, we from that idea we start um, making physical stuff. Yeah, yeah. Concept. Let's just say they what they are. We start um, putting physicality on the concepts. We put it on paper. We make maquettes. We make it mock-ups, and from there we test it on the real world, right? Yes. Um, let's say I came up with a solution of oh, let's put a crane by the uh, stairs so that the wheelchair can can the wheelchair the crane can put the wheelchair above the establishment so they can cross. Yeah. It is it is a working idea, uh-huh. but is it sustainable? You know, you have to ask a lot of those questions like, oh, is this idea feasible? Is it sustainable? Right? And there's more things to that. I am not a specialist in those type of things. Mm-hmm. What I'm specializing on is aesthetics, feasibility, and like how how are we gonna ma- manufacture things? But that comes in a later time once you're actually a specialist in. In the UX UI design space. Awesome. Then I am so sorry. I I, I may be going off tangent. What was the question again? Um, I think you pretty much answered like like how are you you know meeting the needs of the user so you you know like the feasibility like so, you pretty much yeah, answered that. This this TLDR like scientists we are we 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 look for the problem we create a solution we test the solution if the solution works for some of the people then we redesign then. You know, we have to think. Oh, why is it? Why is this solution not working for other people? Then we integrate those new solutions to one bigger solution, and that's how the iPhone started. You know? Yeah, 
Yeah, that's yeah. true. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's, it's pretty. It's a pretty easy field if you're gonna get into. And it's the the hardest thing about UX/UI design is specializing in something, which is a lot of junior UX designers. Which is I am. I've been only there for two years. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Have a hard time on. Oh, what what should I specialize in? And that's one thing to think about once you're in the field. Do you know anyone who like specializes in anything, or are you guys just like well? Ra- oh, you, you okay? I specialize in psychology. Oh, psychology, the psychological yeah. aspect. Okay, that's cool. But since only for UXI design, you can only actually use psychology in the digital side, not on the the planning. Let's say the... no, no, not the. Let's say I'll make a cup. You cannot use psychology at all. Yeah. It's just grab the cup, and if it feels good, then it's usable. Oh, okay, okay. So that that pretty much answers number three. Can you walk us through a particularly challenging project you worked on and how you overcame any obstacles? That is that is one of the questions that we have for um, new hires. Okay. Which I think is pretty. <laughs> so you're gonna tell us how to answer that question? No, 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 no. I will, <laughs> I will answer your question, but. <laughs> But not the, I, qu- the answer I, you're looking for. I believe that that question doesn't prove anything to anyone. Okay. Especially in an interview setting. You're just basically saying that, oh, you're, you are basically saying that all people will have a, one big problem that they can overcome in each task. Whereas I will say, I don't have any. Because I'm pretty confident with my craft. Which is a pretty good answer. But that's not what they're looking that's for. That's not what the interviews, interviewers are looking for. Yeah, they're looking for. They're looking for awareness. Like, oh, God! So when I was in high school, I have this project that that my teacher told me to do. Then I overcame it through power of friendship, which is quite crappy in my opinion. Do people actually answer it like that? Yes, you'll you'll hear the power of like no, not even not collaboration say, or not power of friendship. Of course, it's gonna be because oh I um I ask a lot of people for help, which is good. You know, you'll see that they know how to ask for help, but that doesn't change the fact that you just ask a person, give me a problem I solve it. That's the best way to formulate that question. It's not give me a time and space wherein you have a problem. How you overcome it. So, like specifics. It, yeah, boiling it down to the core of the question is: Give me a time where you had a problem. How do you solve it? Oh, okay. Oh, I have a problem in a math class. I solved it through mathematics. Through yeah, Bullshit. through research and hard, diligent yeah, so work. I, I told you I'm going to answer that question and how would. I think employers, I am not confident with my interview skills because how I got into the space is not through interview. I got it through portfolio, website, and what did I tell you guys? It's about presenting yourself. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you know, you have to know your weaknesses too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's one of my weaknesses. You don't see, see it. I do not... Or, like, like you don't... Like, 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 the way you function is, like, it helps you by not thinking about your problems, just focusing on the solutions. Or, or something like, I don't know. 
I guess how I think in in an interview settings is they're trying to break you down. Yeah. And analyze how you work. Yeah. But it is not um, fair to a lot of people because that that structure is made for people that actually has hardships. Wherein I would say to myself that I never had any hardships. Yeah. In the workspace. Be- because like. Because I am confident with my craft that I am I'm a functioning you know designer. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. and you know, it, I I think that's a completely fair answer too. It it may be it may be a little bit pompous, you know. It yeah, yeah. A little bit too prideful to some people. But it's an honest answer, like it's but that's legit. That's how I think of myself. Yeah, it's not like you're cocky. It's just literally like you not, don't. Yeah. It's not cocky. It's it's conf- like because like people say that oh when you say that oh I could do this like what do you expect them to say like oh I can't do like even though deep inside you know that oh I'm I'm confident mm-hmm. that I can do this yes and you know I Some will people, also say oh I, I don't know how to do that I say that a lot and yeah. if I can do it I'll say I'll do it yeah I can do it mm-hmm. if I cannot do it I'll say oh ask someone else because I am the the wrong person to ask for that yeah and yeah. you have to know your strengths and weaknesses and that's one of the best things about you know being an adult is. You actually know what your strengths and weaknesses are already. And you, the only thing you have to do is, you know, strengthen the strengths and, you know... Get rid of the weaknesses. Use, <laughs> this is one thing that I think is... Uh, it's a paradox that you don't really have to work on your weaknesses. You can just craft your strengths to a point where your strengths overshadows your weaknesses. Ooh. That's, that, that's how I think about it. That's that's that makes sense. Because if you're focused on something, you will always forget something. Yeah. Let's say people drink to forget problems. I train my strengths to forget my weaknesses. It's 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 a yin and yang thing that you know you just overpower something so that they just hide it somewhere else. Like cancels out. Yeah. Pandas, bro. I don't know what that means, but I think that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah, that makes sense though. It does make sense. So it's like Basically, you, you take your strengths, like, to the point where the weaknesses are just, like... It's just overshadowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes you know, sense. Like, okay, it, it may be not about design, but us men were, at one point in time, were so scared to ask women out. Yes. And we just made ourselves so confident enough to ask one girl out. And once we're with that one girl, everything just gets... Just, like, click. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you I just mean, forget I about everything. I think it's the same... Con- it runs on the same wavelength of that concept. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I'm not sure, but I think that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, like... <laughs> I don't know. My brain just, like, stopped working right now. But, yeah, for sure. For sure. That's a that's a really good way of thinking about I'm it. I'm sorry. I, I may sound like an old man. I'm only 27. And I, ha- I still have way too many things to do in life to learn more about in life. Yeah. But this is the things that I've experienced that this is what I can share. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're like, you know, you're, you're, you're good where you are, but you're still growing. I'm still growing. And yeah. without growth, you're not, you're, you're, your value is always zero. I'd say, like, like I'd say you'd achieve a, a good a good amount. Like, like you're, you're one of the, like, higher up there, like, out of the people I know, like, you know, especially right now, you're working in like Hollywood and like, uh, you know, you're managing like a lot of people, and, and that takes a lot of maturity and experience to be in that space. Okay, um, so let's get one thing straight being a manager is nothing. Okay, 
Okay, that's, all right. That's all I'm gonna say. If you think you're a manager and being a manager is an important thing, then you are, uh, you know, you are overvaluing yourself. Okay. That's uh, that's that's my point in like the workspace. Yeah. Being a manager is not important because you're just basically telling people what to do. Uh huh. But there's always, you know, you don't need a manager for a manager. Yeah. We're in a lot of. Tech companies are like, oh, I'm a manager for a manager. I'm a manager for another manager. It's like, bro, just have one manager for one team. That's okay. <laughs> You're an executive manager. Okay, okay. <laughs> <Or something>. <laughs> <laughs> you do not understand how the tech works. You have to report to three fucking people. Where in that same answer is just getting telephoned to the higher ups. Which is practically you're spending what three hundred sixty thousand dollars on one person that will just telephone something to someone else, where right? it can just be an email. Yeah, it does not make sense. But yes, I may be a product manager, but yeah. that part, that side of my job is the most useless thing. Still, the UX UI design part is the most heart fulfilling thing. So it's the thing that that really gets you up, like like it's when, when you. It's something that yeah. would make me wake up in the morning and go to work, but being a manager is not one of them. So would you say that like like eighty percent is delegated to UX and then the 90, other twenty is ninety five percent is on UX. So like five percent like five percent is on manager. <laughs> you just like read your emails out, okay? I, no, nothing's I wrong. I don't know about you. Have you have you seen any managers? I, I mean, I, I've, wor- I've worked with managers. Yeah. What do you, do, do you think they're... They're just important? in front of the... They're just in front of the, exactly. the computer. That's how all the managers are. They're just yeah. in front of the computer. I mean, there was one... I worked for... I worked for a lab. Like a lab. Uh, like a school. He would... Occasionally, like... He would be the one, like, actually doing the work. Yes, and that's yeah. the useful kind. Yeah. Here, it, here in the text, we perpetualize that. Oh, you just have to report to the manager, and they make reports for the whole team, and another person will make a report for the whole team. <laughs> this is an endless, like, kind of dumb. Freaking garbage! <laughs> you are spending millions of dollars on managers that are practically useless, and one email can just, you know, destroy their lives. I mean, not destroy their lives, destroy their position. I mean, why would you say they even started that kind of hierarchy in the first place? Like, I don't want to get into it, but. Um, I heard in one conversation about uh, there was a book that I read about um, communist Russia, wherein they have they just had to make jobs for everyone. So oh. I may not be it may not be true in the sense of commun I mean, not communist not in the United States. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's consistent through all the through all of the you know walks of human lives. <laughs> work, 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 force. Where you just have to make a lot of job, and you know you need for managers they need a stepping up point. Where in oh, I am a level one manager. I am a level two manager, executive. Yeah, manager, and that's what happens. Just to to influence people to work hard and just like climb the ranks. Yeah, but I don't want to <laughs> make it as a fact. I yeah, I, it's, it's just what I observe. Yeah, yeah. And I am true. not. I'm not saying that I am correct, but that's what I see. Yeah, it's from what you've perceived or what you've observed. Yeah, if that I makes sense. People say I'm wrong. Yes, I may be wrong. But yeah. If from if my observations and I have my eyes like 2020, then I think I have a pretty clear observation of things. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure though. Mm-hmm. 
for sure that 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 does have merit to it yeah so um how the next question i don't know if you answered this already (laughs) how do you balance the needs of users with business goals of a project oh Oh. uh, so the thing is a big company has a lot of ux ui uxers yeah Yeah. But my team, my my team plus the Asian team, we're basically um, have nine figure revenue or return on investment. Okay. Okay. Which is I think pretty big for a startup here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, the question is how do I balance the needs of the people with the no, uh, needs of the users with the business goals? So business so I guess goals. like the yeah. So yeah. The, the business goals always follow the users. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Let's say we make course. a product. Yes. The reason why we made the product is because we knew that people need it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that question, and the answer already answers both questions. Yeah. That one quote is, if you make a product, it, there's always a bunch of people that need it. Yeah. And that's why you're making it. Why the fuck do people make doggy doors? So dogs can easily like exactly right? yeah yeah it, it's it, yeah yeah it doesn't okay okay what that makes that? sense form follow function or whatever the fuck that is in graphic design form follow function or product follows pain points oh pain points so like the yeah. the uh, that's, that's, freaking the wheelchair yeah the wheelchair the crane the crane thingy yeah. if it's but if it's feasible it's not feasible that's why they made a ramp because it's easier to make and you can keep it there yeah, and a exactly. lot more people can use it not just wheelchair people and no electricity required it's just there yeah. always you can even put electricity but the thing is a lot more people can use it not wheelchair not only wheelchair people older people can use it that can yeah. use a chair or people on scooters you know or yeah. skateboarders <laughs> skateboarder <laughs> but yeah for sure for sure alright so that pretty much answers number 5 how many questions are there? There are 10, but I'll just... I'll just That's fine. Just choose, ask, ask me a... I'll just choose one that, that you haven't answered yet. Because the next one... Uh, so, common mistakes. I already pretty much said that, like, you know, some people... Common mistakes that people make in UX, UI designers, they have ugly portfolios. Okay, thank you. I will keep that in mind for in case I ever want to start working in that space. And if you have an ugly portfolio, you, have, you just have to be a good presenter. It balances it all. Oh, okay. All right, let's see. <laughs> Can you discuss the role of... Okay, you already discussed the role of empathy, right? Because, like, empathy you know... Empathy in the UX design. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so, understand how understand people, people think. Yeah, yeah. It's easier to make solutions. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So, it's not and, just, you know, like, coding. It's, yeah, and all these things, it's like... It's so... Pro, I mean, if, you, if you're going to take the UX UI design course for Google... They're just making it so long-winded wherein it's so easy. So why do we need to empathize with other people to help them? It's like, brother, how are you going to solve a problem if you don't understand the pain point of other people? That's true. Like, if you're just going to look at look at a problem in your perspective, then you're the most greediest person I've ever known. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Because like a business, like you're working to solve... I mean, okay, I want to be controversial right now. Look at this transgender bullshit. Right now. Oh my God! <laughs> what is it? Okay, go. Right? 
Go, go, like, go. How, how can non-transgender people empathize with transgender people? Right, right now it's just basically black and white. How can we gray everything out wherein both sides can like benefit from a from you know something that they're back yeah, like yeah. arguing about? Yeah. It doesn't have to be like no transgender people or everyone has to be gay. Yeah. It has to be like a world where everyone can be themselves peacefully. yeah yeah but i have my stance in that which is not great that that, that, that that's that's, that's, for, another for, that's for another podcast that's for another podcast but yeah but but, but what, wait, what was the point in that I, I, but, you lost me hmm? what was the point so em, em, where's the empathy in that like like no it's just basically saying that how can you solve a problem without knowing the other person's side oh it's basically the point basically yeah, yeah. a debate right yeah it's basically uh, uh the person the mediator will throw you a problem yeah and both sides will take a side but to debate something both sides needs to know the argument the argument of the, of the other, other one yeah. so you can rebut it yeah, so you can rebut get it get it for sure for sure dang dude that's that's 29 minutes of of, of pure quality content because of Josh right there he has like a lot of insight, you know, like he, he's uh, if you want to apply as a social media manager, just email him right now. <laughs> I swear, bro. Why did you use my real name? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put your email. in. <laughs> no, nah, but um, yeah, thank you so much for 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 being here, man. Like, like, is there any other advice you can give to anyone who's aspiring to be, you know? Because like I know a lot of people who get into this, they're 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 usually switching from another, another like like. Mm, that yeah. is correct. So yeah. a lot of my a lot of the UXers that I've seen are from nursing, engineering, architecture, and that's the best way to go into the UX field is having a specialty first and switching in because you have a better perspective in life. Let's say you're from a restaurant. Yeah. Now you know more people like, oh, a lot of people are waiting in line. How can we solve this problem? Yeah. You have a different perspective from other people. And that's what makes UX so exciting is that um, different walks of life is trying to solve a lot of problems. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But one thing that I can tell all the people that they need to do is you can fake it till you make it, but you need hard data-driven um, things to drive your argument. Not just pure, pompous, prideful, egotistic claims. So let, let, let's summarize that. So you said portfolio. <laughs> you said for, if your portfolio is shit, be a good, be a good presenter. If you're if you're a shit presenter, the portfolio will always speak for itself. I love it. I love it, man. And that's design world. I may not be a famous designer, but that's how the design world is. All right. So make sure to check out Josh's masterclass uh, <laughs> coming out. He's his Patreon link. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, guys. And stay tuned for the next interview, which I have some interviews coming up. Stay tuned.